The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. On today's episode of Shit Out of Luck, we're diving into Al Capone. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Pondex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the code Larry21 for 10% off. And also Audible. Audible is a subscription service that allows you to buy audiobooks that you can listen to on your phone. Audible allows you to choose from a gigantic array of audiobooks narrated by amazing narrators that you can listen to from anywhere. Right now I'm listening to The Dead Zone by Stephen King, narrated by Oscar-winning actor James Franco. It's the chilling story of a high school teacher who falls into a coma and wakes up with psychic abilities. All seriousness, audiobooks are great for when you're alone and want to stop with the YouTube. But hey, let me ask you this. Do you want a free audiobook of your choice? With no purchase necessary? Then go to audibletrial.com slash Larry21. And also, if you want to be a part of the show, you can send us a voicemail, 682 305 0483. 
Send us a comment on the case we covered, your thoughts on the show, anything we should change or add. Just send us a voicemail. And now on to today's topic, Al Capone. Today we bring you one of the most infamous gangsters of all time, Al Capone, or as he was known, Scarface. Born in 1899 into a poor Italian immigrant family, Capone's fate began to change early on. And by the age of 14, he had already been expelled from school and wanted to join a gang. While still in his teens, the Capone family relocated to northwestern Brooklyn to a neighborhood in Park Slope, which provided better housing for the family. But there is always the other side of the coin, the rise of Al Capone's life and crime. It is precisely at this time that Capone meets Johnny Torrio, an Italian mafia known in the criminal world for illicit activities related to extortion, and Al Capone had an interest in learning from him. So at the beginning of his career, Capone began by performing small jobs for Johnny, who quickly realized Capone's abilities and willingness. Already at the age of 18, a fight left him with that characteristic scar on his face, which gave him the nickname Scarface, something he never liked and always tried to hide from the cameras. But the press and gang members made a point of reminding him. But Capone still had one foot to what we call normative. While he was running these little errands for Johnny, he was also working legally in an ammunition factory and also as a paper cutter. He was torn between the law and criminal side. But even when Johnny left Brooklyn to go to Chicago, the relationship between the two of them pervaded. Until at age 19, Albert Capone, his son, was born. With the birth of his son, plus his marriage to May Coughlin, just a few weeks later, Capone found himself committed to assuming parental responsibilities as he moved to Baltimore and began working honestly as a bookkeeper. Until two years later, his father died and he moved back to Chicago at Johnny's request, and his life took a turn for the worst. His mentor, Johnny, was at the top of the chain of business relations related to prostitution and illicit gambling until in 1920, there was the Dry Law in the USA which meant that any production or movement of alcohol in or out of the country was prohibited. Johnny saw an opening to start profiting from alcohol smuggling, and that's when Capone came into play. His insight quickly got him promoted within the gang, which forced him to be more active in the center of the operations, which resulted in him buying a house in Chicago to bring his family with him. Smuggling was on the rise, and it was believed that the gang was making something like $100 million annually. But it was short-lived, because in 1923, a reformist mayor had plans to put an end to smuggling in the city, and the gang was forced to change their headquarters to Cicero, in addition to the number of voters that were intimidated and killed so the elections could be faked. It also resulted in the death of Frank, his brother, who had been shot by the authorities in this confrontation. Every day the siege was tighter for the gang, until in August 1925, Johnny was wounded in a rival gang fight which caused him to leave the business and return to Italy, leaving his entire legacy to Al Capone, now the youngest mafia boss in history. Capone had a bad reputation in the media. He was seen as a drunk and a brute, unlike most of the population who saw him as a hero, because besides being generous to those closest to him, he was able to solve the problem with the dry law. But as in other cases, this was short-lived. And now, although Al Capone lived luxuriously, 
he had the FBI and the police watching his every move. Because in 1926, he ordered the killing of two jurors who testified against him and a prosecutor who was meeting with them. In order to appease things, Al Capone appears in public to ask for peace and end the violence in the city. But on February 14, 1929, members of Capone's gang disguised themselves as policemen and shot seven members of the rival gang, Moran, in a garage on the north side of Chicago. It became known as the Valentine's Day Massacre. But the public no longer liked him, and even though he was not present in this and other massacres that happened, he was held accountable for his actions and was now seen as a criminal, both by the media and by the population that disliked his actions. And the FBI made every effort to put him be behind bars. Paradoxically, the investigation never managed to have concrete evidence incriminating Capone for the murders, so they changed their approach. Instead of charging him with murder, Capone was indicted on June 5, 1931, for 22 counts of income tax evasion. Aware of the penalty that could be imposed on him, he tried a plea bargain in which he agreed to go to prison for two and a half years for the acts he had committed. But the judge did not accept the plea and he was eventually sentenced to 11 years in prison. In 1934, he was transferred to the high security prison in Alcatraz. He was also famous for being one of the first inmates to open the prison. He was eventually transferred to Baltimore five years after his conviction because Capone had neurosyphilis, which is a bacterial infection in the brain that would leave him with dementia. But he only stayed there three years and was released for good behavior. So he returned home to his wife. The worst was expected. And on January 25th, 1947, Capone died of complications from syphilis. At only 48 years of age, one of the greatest mobsters America has ever seen left a trail of blood that will continue to be remembered. Let us know your thoughts on Al Capone in the comments section below. As always, you can support the channel by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. Please hit that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, the bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening, and we will see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.